0: If you haven't noticed, uh, I'm sure you have because it's kind of impossible not to, uh, for me personally, but also for our church, we absolutely uh, love Christmas. Uh, I love Christmas, probably the favorite holiday for me of the year. Uh, I love the gifts, I'm not going to lie, I like gifts, I like giving gifts too, I like the Christmas parties, I like the Christmas food, I like watching Elf as much as I possibly can in the month of December. It's just one of those movies that makes no sense in January through November, but come December, it's like this is the greatest thing ever. Uh, I realize, though, that not everyone shares my excitement about Christmas uh, for different reasons. One of the things that Christmas does, though, in all of us is it has a way of stirring a lot of different emotions. For some, you're more like me, and the emotion that gets stirred up is, man, there's just a lot of joy, and there's a lot of laughter. But for others, the emotion that gets stirred up is there's just some sadness, or there's just some hurt, or maybe some disappointment, and for some, the emotion that gets stirred up is it stresses you out. Like the 25 days leading up to Christmas, it's just a stress-filled, lots of anxiety over all that needs to get done. So all of us, you know, have maybe different emotions as we approach Christmas, but there is one emotion... That no matter who you are, no matter where you're from, no matter your background, the one emotion that I could say that we all share is something that I would just simply call longing. Now, longing is not something that just shows up in the month of December at Christmas time, but it is something that has a way of being intensified at Christmas time. For some, the longing is I really, I hope that I get this gift, whatever that gift might be this year. For some, the longing might honestly just be something as simple, I long for my family to be together. I just long for those relationships that have been unreconciled to be reconciled in this season. And for some, the longing might be, it has been a crazy, hard, tiring 11 months, and what I'm longing for in the month of December is just some semblance of peace and rest, so longing is going to be different for each of us, but longing is present in each of us. Now, I realize this is not a question. I, I'm. It's safe to say I don't think anyone has probably asked you this question the entire year, but the question that I wanted to ask all of us to consider as we begin Christmas is simply this. What is it you're longing for? We ask each other lots of questions, you know, what do you want? Or how are you? But I don't know, how many times does someone ask you, hey, what is it you're longing for? Now, just to speak to the men of the room, this is a question that you could easily dismiss and be like, well, that is a female emotion. I don't have longings. That is a female thing. And you would be wrong to make that assumption or conclusion because longing is not a female thing. It is a human thing. It's hard for me to answer that question because if you ask me, well, hey, Michael, what is it that you actually want? Well, I could tell you what I want, but if you ask me, what is it you are longing for? Hey, that's hard because longing is not just this surfacey emotion. Whatever we think about longing and how we're gonna answer that question, the longings you and I have, the thing I'd want you to know though is our longings shape and influence everything we do and everything we say. Another way to say that same thing is if you want to know what you're longing for, like if you really want to know what you're longing for, just consider what you do on a day-to-day basis. Just consider what you say on a day-to-day basis. So whether this is consciously or subconsciously, longing is revealed in all of us every single day. Sometimes it's very subtle and sometimes it's just very obvious. Consider if you ever had a conversation with someone and you're talking to this person and the whole time that you're talking with them, you know that they're just fishing for compliments. They're just looking for, a, for you to give them a compliment over something that they have done. What that person is longing for is approval. They want to know that they have value. Or if you've ever been in a conversation with someone, and you're like, gosh, it has been an hour and a half, and they have literally talked about themselves for the past 90 minutes. And you're wondering, how is it possible that someone could be so obsessed with themselves that they haven't even asked me one question? Well, what that person is longing for more than anything is relationship. What they're trying to communicate to you is I wanna feel needed. Or if you've maybe been around someone and they're very self-deprecating, constantly cutting themselves, constantly making fun of maybe how they look, or they're not that smart, or they just do things that cut themselves, very self-deprecating. Well, what that individual is longing for is affirmation. They want to know that they actually matter to you. So my point is the longings we have are revealed in what we do and say every single day. Now, it would just be easy to assume that longings are just a bad thing, and we should suppress the longings we have. Now, clearly, there would be longings that would be bad that could be destructive to you and to those around you, but the one thing I'd want you to know about longings as we kick off Christmas together is this. Longings are a gift from God. Longing is a gift from God. God has filled the human heart with longing. Longing is not meant to be suppressed, it's meant to be understood as the longing that I have is first a gift from God. He has filled the human heart with longing. I love how the Bible says in Ecclesiastes, He has planted eternity in the human heart. God, our Creator, has planted something within each of us that nothing in this world will ever truly satisfy. I'm thankful that God has planted something so within me that nothing in this world will satisfy. Think about it this way. Have you ever had a job and you're like, man, if I could just get this job, if I could land this job, it would be my dream job. And then you get that dream job and then you just wrestle with the thought, gosh, is this all there really is? Or maybe you have this idea of a dream vacation, If I could just go to this place for this amount of time with this person or these people, it would be the dream vacation. I know if I could just have that, it would truly fill me and satisfy me. And then towards the end of the vacation, you're hit with, but it could have been so much better if we could have done this or stayed here. Or just maybe think about it this way. Have you ever had this idea of, I could just get into this relationship. Whether it's with this guy or with this girl or these people, if I could just be in that relationship, and then you get that relationship only to be hit with the thought, gosh, it's not all that I thought it would be. Or maybe think about it this way. You have someone in your life that you really respect, like you admire them, and you just want them to maybe encourage you somehow. You want them to give you a compliment you put them up on a pedestal, and if they could ever encourage you and say, hey, I just want you to know this about you, and it would just be a compliment, you think if you got that, it would do something for you, it would truly satisfy and fill you, and then they give you that compliment, and then within five seconds, you're already plagued with insecurity all over again. My point is this. God made us for more than the world could ever give us. The way that our Creator uniquely designed us is He made us for more than the world could ever give us. And so we just wrestle with this question, well, is God just somehow messing with us? Is this gift of longing from God for us, is it just God playing some cosmic prank? Is He just a trickster that He built us in a way to have these deep longings, but yet the places where we live and the people that we live around, no one or nothing can satisfy is God just being somehow cruel. Well, if that's what God was doing, then God would cease to be God because God is completely perfect and holy. So if God is not a prankster, prankster, is God's gift of longing maybe somehow intended to point us to a greater treasure? Maybe... The longing that God created us with is actually not a joke, but it's actually intended to point us to an even greater treasure. Uh, Before I get too far, I I wanted to at least define what I mean by longing. Uh, 20 years ago, my wife and I went to a conference, and one of the women at the conference that was speaking, um, we were really enjoyed and connected with, and she had wrote this book, and in it, she talked about longing, and this is what she says, Nicole Johnson longings, empty spaces in our lives that haven't been filled, empty spaces in our lives that haven't been filled, the hope of finding something that will satisfy the rumbling we feel in the stomach of our soul. Listen to that again, the hope of finding something that will satisfy the stomach of our soul. We all know what it's like to turn to things and not truly be satisfied. But what longing is hoping for is true satisfaction at our soul level. I love that because it forces me to look well beyond just the dreams I have or the wishes and the wants that I have and actually pay attention to something much deeper within. When you think about a dream, a dream is just a strong desire that we each have that's often within reach. When I think about maybe wishes and wants, well, those are more of just the common day-to-day things that are very attainable. Maybe think about it this way. I wish or want for a relationship. I wish I could have a relationship, but I dream of having a husband or a wife. That's my dream. But what I'm longing for is to find the perfect man, to find the perfect woman that would just complement me, fill me, complete me. Or maybe think about it this way, for some, you just wish you could have more cash in your pocket to go out to lunch after church today. But you dream of having more money. But the longing is, I long for enough money to actually take care of all of my problems. I long for a little bit more because I know if I had this, it would take care of everything else. See, wishes and wants and dreams, they certainly say something about us. But if longing is truly a gift from God, then we have to pay attention to our longing so we do not miss what God has for us in this gift. Really, two questions I'm hoping to answer today is why is longing a gift? Why is longing not a curse? but why is longing actually a gift from God? And the second that I would uh, finish with is why on earth are we talking about longing at Christmas? Like this seems like we could talk about it at any time, but why are we talking about it at Christmas? And so to answer those questions, I want to look at together uh, probably my favorite uh, sermon preached in the New Testament. It's a sermon by the Apostle Paul, and it's in Acts chapter 17. Paul is speaking to uh, a council of leaders in the city of Athens, and we pick up the story in Acts chapter 17, just read a few verses, starting at verse 22. So Paul, standing before the council, addressed them as follows. Men of Athens, I notice that you are very religious in every way. I notice something about you. You're very religious in every way. For, For as I was walking along, I saw many shrines. And one of your altars had this inscription on it, to an unknown God. This God whom you worship without even knowing is the one I'm telling you about. And he goes on, he says, he is the God "...who made the world and everything in it. Since he is Lord of heaven and earth, he doesn't live in man-made temples. And human hands can't serve his needs, for he has no needs. He himself, he gives life and breath to everything, and he satisfies every need." Now, Paul is looking into this crowd... And he declares, man, everywhere I look, I've been walking around your city. Everywhere I look, I see idols. I see you are a people who are filled with worship. You are worshiping, giving yourself, giving affection to all of these things all over the place. And Paul even says, I see that there's one idol specifically set up with an inscription on it that says to an unknown God. And Paul is thinking to himself and communicating to these people, I want you to know that it makes sense what I'm seeing because God has given us the gift of longing. The idols that they had everywhere was a reflection of the longing that they had, a longing to know God, and not just know God, but also be known by God. I realize that the idol's In our day and age, the idols of our culture, the idols of our heart might look very different. They're not maybe statues set up on uh, little pulpits with inscriptions on them, but the longings that we all have, the different idols that we have, are a reflection of the longing that we have to know God and to be known by Him. Paul explains to them and explains to us what they were ultimately longing for. He wants them to understand, you are longing for for God. Let me explain to you what He is like. He says, God is the one, He's creator. He created absolutely everything. Everything you know, everything you don't know, everything you see and can't see, God is the creator of everything. And then He says this, I want you to know that the God that you're looking for, He has no needs. He's not dependent on you for something. He's a God that is fully sufficient within himself. And he says, God alone, he is the one that gives life and breath to everyone and everything. And then I love how Paul finishes his description of God to these people. He says, God alone, he is the one that can satisfy. He alone is the one that can satisfy every need. Imagine your whole life, you've longed to know what God is like your whole life, you didn't know, but you had something within you that I know there must be more. I know there must be someone above all of this, but I have no idea who that is and what that person, what that deity, what that God would be like. Imagine your whole life being curious and wondering, and then you hear Paul describe God in this way. That longing you felt your whole life but you couldn't explain, that longing that led you to worship and give your affection to all of these countless numbers of idols, that longing that kept you asking, is there something out there or someone out there that could truly satisfy everything in here? And then you hear Paul describe God in this way, in this language. I think if it was me, my mind would be absolutely blown. But then I think the next step in my mind would be, gosh, if God is really like that, like if God is creator, fully sufficient in and of himself, if he is the one who gives life and breath to everything, and if he alone is the one that truly satisfies, my next question would be simply, is it possible to know a God like that? Could I actually have a relationship with a God like that? And I love how Paul, knowing that they'd be curious about that, answers it for him in the next verse, verse 27. His purpose was for the nations to seek after God and perhaps feel their way toward Him and find Him, though He is not far from any one of us. His purpose was for the nations, that's all people everywhere, to seek after God and perhaps feel their way toward Him and find Him, though He is not far from any one of us. We were created by God with longing. A longing that would cause humanity to wonder and question is there more, is there a God who can satisfy these deep longings that nothing else is satisfying? Why is longing a gift from God? Because the longing that we have has to lead us to this conclusion, we need God. The longings that we have that go unmet by anyone or anything else must lead us to the conclusion, we need God. It's God that we really want. Not someone else, not something else, but it is God that we really want. And I think a lot of us just know instinctively and often from experience, that nothing in this world is truly going to satisfy us. I think we all know, whether we say it or not, that getting that job or that promotion or that girl or that guy or that husband or that wife or that degree or that title or that role, we know instinctively and from experience it won't truly fulfill or satisfy all of us. And I love that God created us in such a way that we would hunger to feel our way towards God because all of this other things, they're not working. It's not fulfilling the longings that I have. It actually leaves me continually hungering again. And so I love how God created us that we would feel our way towards Him so that we would come to see that it is God that we're looking for and need more than anything. Now, the good news is that God is not far from any one of us. I like how Paul made that clear. God is not far from any one of us. How I understand that is God is one decision away from all of us. God is one decision away. And I want to be really clear on this. The decision we make is not just a one-time decision. Oh, Michael, I decided for God a long time ago. I did that months ago, years ago, decades ago. The decision we must make is an everyday, throughout the day, decision. So when I'm at home, when I'm at work, when I'm at school, or when I'm just out and about in the many moments of any given day, will I look to the God who created me? In this moment, in this conversation, will I look to the God who created me? Will I look to the one who gives me life and breath? Will I look to the one who truly satisfies? Or... Will I continue to look to this person or this situation in this moment to give me what I know ultimately won't satisfy? Again, I just want to be as clear as I can with this. This is a shift in thinking for all of us because the longing God has given us is really, really strong. And so we must be aware every day how quickly and often we can seek to have that longing met with momentary pleasure. Do you ever get angry at someone, whether it's a husband or a wife or maybe one of your kids or a coworker or your boss, someone on the road? See in that moment, you think that if I could, if I just give them a piece of my mind, if I could just lash out at them, I would feel so much better. But when you do that, nothing actually feels better. You're actually more angry and more frustrated, In that moment you have the opportunity Rather than choose this momentary, what I won't even call pleasure, you have that opportunity to say, God, I choose you. In this moment, there's something going on in me, and I'm going to turn to you with that, not turn to this. Or for those that maybe have addictions, whether it's to things like pornography or drinking or drugs, you know by experience that turning to those things don't ever truly satisfy, fill you. It often just leaves you worse off than they found you. So it's in that moment when you're deciding, do I just go back to this momentary thing, knowing it won't satisfy, or in this moment will I just say, God, I'm gonna choose you. I don't know how it's gonna look, and I don't know practically what this looks like, but God, I just, I'm declaring I'm not going there anymore. God, I choose you. Or that moment where you have the opportunity where you might normally manipulate someone. You might say something to maybe control them or have an outcome that would work out in your favor. Rather than choosing to manipulate someone in that moment, you have the decision to say, God, I'm not gonna choose that because I know that's not gonna give me what I need, what I'm longing for more than anything. God, in this moment, rather than doing that, I choose you. God, I'm going to choose you in this moment rather than that momentary relief and pleasure is just that. It's momentary. It will never fulfill. It will never satisfy the longing that we have. And so we must decide in the many moments of every single day, will I choose God? Now, I think there's something within all of us that longs to truly and fully trust God, knowing that it is God and God alone that will meet our deepest longings that will truly satisfy and fulfill us. I think all of us, whether you're a Christian or not a Christian, you know by experience that turning to other things doesn't work. So I think there's something within all of us that says, I want to just turn to God in every moment of every day, knowing that I find true satisfaction in Him alone. But yet, there's still that tension, there's still that struggle, And this is why we have to talk about longing, specifically talking about longing at Christmas. Why are we talking about longing at Christmas right now? What does Christmas have, longing have to do with Christmas? And I wrote it down in my journal like this, the one we long for visited us. That's why we have to talk about this at Christmas. Because the one that we long for, whether we know it or not, the one we long for, visited us. See, the message of Christmas is not decorations and parties and food and gifts given and gifts received. The message of Christmas is that of incarnation. God came near. I love how uh, the disciple John said this in his gospel, the word became flesh and made his word is a reference to Christ. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. I love this at Christmas. We're reminded that the one who has filled our heart with a longing that could only be filled by Him, you know what? He didn't stay far, He didn't stay distant from us. He came close, He drew near. So at Christmas time, many people are going to seek. The things of Christmas, the treasures of Christmas, they're going to seek that to fulfill their God given longing. And unfortunately, those who do that will completely miss the treasure that we're actually seeking came close in the person of Christ. So we asked this question at the very beginning. I'll ask it one more time. What is it you're longing for? What is it you're longing for and where are you currently turning to to have that longing met? Longing is a gift from God for us. Longing is a gift from God for God. Longing is a gift from God, but it is a gift for God. The beauty of what we're going to celebrate this Christmas season is that God came near in Jesus so that the treasure that we seek, we can know who he is.